Hey, I'm Cherry Galore. And I'm Shakayla. Welcome back to another episode of I've Got Time. Here on our podcast, you know, we like to talk wellness, personal growth, life in general. Yeah. Our interests and hobbies. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow us, subscribe. You can follow us at I've Got Time Podcast on both Instagram and on TikTok. And you can also follow us on Twitter at I've Got Time Pod. All that's going to be in the description. I don't know if you guys are actually reading the description, but like all the links, they're there every time. Right. And honestly, if you follow us on even one platform, then you can just click the link in the bio. Yeah. You can follow our personal pages. Yeah. We got what it takes, guys. We're everywhere. Almost. I got money everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) I've I've got got time. Hey, girl. Hey. What's poppin'? It's movie made. Movie made. Yeah. <laughs> How you feeling? Um, I'm kind of sleepy. Um, so yeah, I might take a nap after this. Yeah. I have a busy day ahead of me. I'm also kind of tired. I really have to stop going to bed at the wee hours of the morning. Mm-hmm. I was trying to download herbs on my computer. Because I really want to play that for some reason. Herbs. I still don't know what that is. Um, It was like this Sims game that they released on like Xbox and Game Boy Advance. And basically you create this character and then you have to like try and work your way up in the city. Mm-hmm. And they have like the black eyed peas in the game. It's like so fun. I had to watch you play. You like go to parties and like meet people and network and like try and like become a superstar. (laughs) That sounds like it's gonna take up a lot of your time. (laughs) Listen, and I need to make time for doing the things that I enjoy doing outside of just working. So, look at you taking care of you. You know, loving you. Yeah, I respect it. So, what are we talking about today? What is today's episode of movie May entail? Well, today we're talking about classic movies, or as I like to say, classic films. Because, <laughs> you know, when it's just right, it's not just a movie, it's a film. It's cinema. I think they're all films, but... <laughs> <laughs> It just feels different. It feels different. Yeah. What is the vibe you get from classic movies? Like, how do you feel? Like, what is... When you watch a classic movie, what is that, like, emotion? Um... It depends on the type of movie it is. Like, if it's a Spike Lee movie, then it's, like, cinema classic. Like, the... The way that he shoots and edits, you know, like a Spike Lee movie comes on and you know it's a Spike Lee movie. 
if it's like random shots of a city or black pieces in the city and there's jazz playing or if it's just unnecessary cussing in it. <laughs> I think trademarks might add to something being a classic. He's got trademarks. I don't even know what that means. Basically, just you see something and you just know it's his. Oh, okay. All right. Like a signature style. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For sure. I think when I watch a classic movie, it's like a moment of nostalgia. I don't think... Do you feel like they still be making classic movies? Like, you ever have you watched any movies in the last two years and was like, this is a classic? Um, like a new movie? Right. Not really. I mean, other than Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. <laughs> I don't know. That might just be a favorite movie. I don't know if I can call that a classic. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's just something in my mind. When I think it's a classic, it has to be something that feels vintage. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I don't think the girls are giving what they're supposed to give no more. Movies don't just really pull you in. I like going to the movies for the experience. And maybe it's because we just have access to watching movies at home now that it doesn't feel like this big grand theme yeah. that, you know, creates a whole emotional attachment around the movie. Yeah. What about Creed? Could that be a new classic? I would not say that at all. <laughs> I wouldn't say that personally. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not going to go into my thoughts about that because this is about classic movies. We, gonna not, we ain't going to make it about, you know, not classics. <laughs> okay. We could discuss that in another episode, you know, coming yeah. up for sure. Movies you hate. (laughs) I'm not going to say I hate that movie. It's just, you know how I am when I watch movies or when I watch TV. I cannot just enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I have to watch it to assess it. That's like just the Virgo in me. I just need to like get into the details of it. Like I'm like, okay, how is the directing? What does it actually look good? How's the acting? Does the storyline make sense? And if all those things don't come together for me, it's just not an enjoyable movie. And the whole time I'm just like, but this, but that, but this, but that. Jeez. And even when the movie is enjoying it, enjoyable to me, I kind of, I'm just assessing it because I'm just like, you know, dissecting their conversations and the value that it adds to my life. And what did you think about this? Like, yeah. I feel that. Mm-hmm. So what... We're going to talk about what do we feel like makes a classic movie, what goes into that. You guys let us know for sure if we missed anything, but this is just our take. Mm -hmm. What's one of the first things, like top things that you feel like is of real importance to when you say, that's a classic? Um, When everybody's talking about it. Like, the kids are talking about it, even if it's a movie that they shouldn't be watching. Like, when I was young and everybody was talking about Friday. Mm-hmm. I didn't see Friday until I was in high school. And I'm not really sure why they were watching it in first grade. But, you know, 
Whatever. <laughs> Everybody was talking about it. And, like, I don't know. It's just a memorable thing. Mm-hmm. You know? You talk about it from the first time you see it to, you know, when you're no longer watching movies. Yeah. I feel that. I can agree with that. Yeah. Like, it creates a lot of buzz. I feel like another addition to that is just, like, the influence it has on our culture. Mm-hmm. Whether it's just, like, memorable lines or quotes from the movie. Sometimes it's the fashion. Like, people start adapting, like, certain styles because of different movies. Like, um, sometimes it influences the way that we think or that we behave in different relationships because it, like, changes your perspective about stuff. Yeah. I feel like for sure classic movies have some type of influence on the culture. Like and not just black culture but just in general. Like when you think about like Top Gun or like I I don't even know what this movie is, but like all I remember is it got Tom Cruise and he's like dancing in his living room with like a button down shirt on mm-hmm. and he's like got something pretending that it's a mic. I also think, like, sometimes slang and stuff, like, it really do change the way that we speak to each other. Um, Like, we was watching Friday the other night, and I was thinking, like, about the character Debo, and when somebody Mm -hmm. say, you got Deboed, like, that wasn't a thing until that character. Yeah. Um, Or even, like, cars, like, it'd be, like, the best cars in a certain movie, or a raw car, then everybody started getting that car next summer, all these people be having these certain type of cars. Like, when old school started really getting popular or when people was riding spinners, like, I feel like all of that was influenced through music mm-hmm. and through movies, you know? And it was just like, oh, we got to have that. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Classics is going to have some type of influence over us. It's going to be like, I seen it in that movie. I got to do it. Yeah, I agree. And my personal... Favorite part of classic movies, the soundtrack. Oh, yeah, fire soundtracks. Like, honestly, only one, well, two movies come to mind, but one movie comes to mind anytime I think about a movie with a fire soundtrack. Say The Last Dance. <laughs> like, it's top tier. It's It might be top two and not number two. Really? Yeah. I feel like some of the most, the best soundtracks for me was like um, Love and Basketball. I mean, I always think about black films, you know, because that's the music that we like. I mean, for me personally, I love the most. So um, Love and Basketball, Brown Sugar, The Wood, you know, the movies that really just had those classic like songs from like the 70s and the 80s and then they also have like a hip-hop influence and it just be like a good time all around like you watching the movie but at the same time you jamming during the cutscenes, like you know what i mean it's like yeah. that b-roll footage you'd be like yeah yeah i'm here for that for sure sorry every the more that we talk the more movies i'm thinking of what movies you thinking about well, when you were talking about that, I thought about, um, well, I thought about the wood 
and I thought about what's that movie? Deliver Us from Eva. Oh my god, I almost put that on my classic list. The music in that movie is like that. Yeah. Like it even starts off. Yeah. That's the one. What about if it doesn't have a good soundtrack, but it's still a classic movie? I think that as long as you hit like at least three out of five things on the list, you could still be considered a classic movie because two things can be true. There's some classic movies that's like not even a good movie. Yeah, that's a fact. Like every time you watch it, it's almost cringy, but it's like you still be watching it because it's a classic. Like Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Or the Spongebob movie. <laughs> <laughs> the Spongebob movie was actually kind of my shit. Exactly, but like what was good about it? I can't even tell you anything that really happened for real, but I told you, I tell you that I watched that movie a thousand times. It's just a good time. Um, I feel like the funny moments in classic movies is like really what make them a classic movie like um white chicks Mm. it's like you can go back and recall these moments every time like it influences something like that song by is it michelle branch making my way downtown Uh, is it michelle or is it vanessa okay i get them mixed up because they sound alike listen y'all don't come for us that we don't we don't know (laughs) just know that this y'all know what song we talking about okay yeah but and both of those albums slapped by the way they were slapping the girls gave what they needed to give yeah um even though that song was already popular it was a huge song but when that movie came out it changed it it changed the way people thought about it to where it was like now this is like funny as hell now yeah because you're just thinking about what's his name from everybody hates chris the dad um, Terry. Terry Crews. Yeah, you just think about Terry Crews, and he's just like, <laughs> like this shit's hilarious. Yeah. That's one of my favorite movies. Like that's literally a classic because there's so many callback moments. Like that is yeah. a classic movie to me. Like you like could just name bitch. and name and name. Like on the last episode, how I could, I could recite probably all the first scary movie by heart. Like, it's just so many, <laughs> like, callback moments. Like, do you have any classic movies that you feel like you just line after line? Uh, I mean, I said this in the last episode, but Dream Girls. Yeah. No, for real. Uh, and that's another one that has a fire-ass soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yes. The soundtrack is amazing. The acting is amazing. Mm-hmm. The story's good. The fact that it's based loosely based off of a true story. Um, and it's just a really good movie. Right. It's funny the and direction. it's serious. Yeah. Facts. We gotta talk about how nobody noticed that she was pregnant though. Like nobody was paying attention to her. I don't think they wanted to pay attention. I feel like um, because Effie, they already had basically ruled her out as this like angry black woman type. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. was like she was difficult to work with. It was like they weren't going to see the reasons that she was being more difficult increasingly was anything outside of her being herself. 
because mm-hmm. that's who they already chose to believe who she was. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't think they cared that much because at that point they start making more money and to them it was more important. Like a lot of people, they brand start becoming more important than the people that they working with. So yeah. it was like, I mean, we could replace her. It's like they really didn't give a fuck what was going on with her personally. I feel like in the movie that Jamie Foxx character, he feel like he could replace all of them for real. Like he would have replaced um, Dina. He yeah. would have. He tried to when she left him. He was like, oh, I'm going to get a new star. That nigga was something else. Something else. You know what's another one of my classics? What? Is Cadillac Records. I think that we may be the only two people that feel that way. What? No way, Jose. I know so many people that watched that. I used to have that movie on DVD, and I used to watch it all the time when I was on deployment. I love that movie. Even though they had my girl Beyonce down bad. That was your favorite character in that movie. Um, it was hard to say. I love, um, what's his name? Lil. Now you got me having to Google the damn character. Why you put me on the spot like this? (laughs) My favorite was the wolf guy. Oh. Yeah. Because he came in and he was about his shit. He already knew what was up. Like, he knew that they was getting played. And that song was fire. (laughs) That song was fire. And he was, like, not playing about his contract. He was not about to let old dude son him. Like, I just really, I did like him. What is his name? It was, like, Little... What the fuck? You talking about uh, Poppy from Shaft, his character? I don't know who Poppy in I've never seen Shaft. (laughs) (laughs) What? No, I've never seen that. Never. Never in my life. Never heard it playing in the background. If I did see it, it was when I was a young child and I was just not interested or paying attention to it. I have no reason. That's so interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Shaft is a classic. And I'm going to say the one that came out when we could have seen it, not the original. That's beyond my years. I'm not going back to watch it. Didn't the original have what, um, not Wesley Snipes, but. You're talking about Samuel Jackson? Yes, That's the one that came out when we could have seen it. Oh, okay. It's It's one before that, um. Yeah, but wow, you think you know a person? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I just thought of another classic movie, which is Austin Powers Go. Remember, I'm Foxy Cleopatra, and, and I'm, I'm a, a whole, whole lot, lot of woman. woman. Yeah, <laughs> that's a classic. It was a classic. That's another movie that got a lot of memorable quotes in it and moments, like and characters, just like Fat Bastard, like yeah. Yeah. But, like, memorable character. Smoking a pancake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Literally. I feel like when uh, music starts to emulate movies, that's when you know it's a classic. Like, maybe they do a music video that's themed from the movie or some some way they're hinting at it or it's like they're putting it in a lyrics like... um. Watch on Watch the Throne that album. What what song is that? And they be like, I don't know, it's provocative. Uh, Niggas in Paris. Yeah, and that's like literally from Napoleon Dynamite, which is also a classic, by the way. That is a classic. Nobody talks about that movie anymore, but like 
I watched that movie so many times when it came out. I was the only person that enjoyed that around me. Like, niggas tried to act like that movie was trash. That movie was hilarious. By then, I had enough people, a group of white friends that was just, like, also doing that. I feel like it's popular in the black community sometimes to, like, act like stuff is not cool just because it's not black. And, you know, we always going to put black shit first. We always going to, like, go watch black stuff and support black films and actors and actresses. But there's other good movies out there. Like, y'all are literally shutting yourself out from experiences and funny-ass shit just because. Like, Will Ferrell, I'm never not going to see a Will Ferrell movie. Like, that nigga's funny as fuck to me. He's non-problematic. What's the problem? Unless it's that one depressing movie he made. (laughs) What? I can't think of the name of it. It's like something's gotta go or something. I don't know. I know he's getting a divorce. There's a yard sale. And that's when I left. Uh I made it like 20 minutes into that movie and I was like, I'm not watching this. I don't know why it's so depressing. And it's supposed to be a comedy. Hmm. I don't know. Can't do it. I mean, you guys know we left Will Ferrell because we did our new logo stepbrothers thing oh yeah <laughs> we got room for activities that movie was funny as fuck yeah my favorite part of that movie is when he put his sack on the drum set <laughs> <laughs> it's funny as hell because they yeah. was really grown but they was operating like kids like max yeah. and Eva literally argue like that like it's ridiculous that's crazy and when his brother and his family were singing in the um in the van <laughs> I think that's the best scene in that whole movie. Oh my goodness. So so many good things. I think another thing that makes a classic movie is the characters either being relatable or inspiring. Like yeah. those stories where it'd be like started from the bottom now we here type of thing. Mm-hmm. Or just in general it's like something that a lot of people can relate to. Yeah. Um, I also think classic movies is something that like starts a conversation and it impacts our culture in a way where a conversation that was being overlooked was brought to the center of attention you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like we was watching She's Gotta Have It the other day and I was like this movie is just so good because it was kind of beyond its time where women wasn't in the space where they could really be um, sexually fluid or just open about their sexuality without being shamed. Yeah. And here's this woman. She got three side niggas. Mm-hmm. A girl who's on her line begging to hit it. That shit was crazy. And she was really putting herself first. Even though in the remake, the Netflix, she was a slightly more toxic than the original character, I think. Um, yeah. Not a good person. Not a good person. You think that makes a good or a bad person? Let's talk about that. I think that her immaturity and her selfishness made her not a good person. It wasn't that she had all these people. Uh, That doesn't really have anything to do with it. It's just the way that she went about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even like telling one nigga that you love him and all this other stuff. Come on, girl. Yeah, she was definitely manipulating. But I will say, not that I encourage the behavior, but the thing is that this is experiences that women have with men on a regular basis. Mm. And when it's happening to them, they cannot take it. 
they can't take it. Yeah. So, honestly, I encourage people to date around. I feel like unless you are um, have the intention of being in a serious relationship, even if you do have that intention, I feel like you should keep your options open until you meet somebody that's valuable, that's worth your time and energy for you to fo- solely focus on them. Yeah. Because when you date multiple people at one time, it kind of allows you, one, to, like, check out the competition. Like, you know what I mean? When one person acting like they don't want to be bothered with you, oh, don't worry, I'm calling James tonight. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. <laughs> and you can get to see who's, like, really serious about trying to get to be with you. You know what I mean? It's like in that movie, the one dude, he was like, fuck these other niggas, let me be with you. He was, like, putting on plays and shit for her. Like, yeah. girl... He's stepping up, you know. When you date a bunch of people at one time, you can see who's really trying to be with you versus who's just trying to, like, you know, manipulate your energy for whatever they need at that moment. Whether if it's just sex, even in some types of relationships, whether if it's just money, whatever, just something to do when you're bored. Like, when you date multiple people, you can really see what do I want. And it also helps you build up your communication learn how to communicate with people because you learn how to communicate through other relationships so yeah i feel like it can be like a thin line between like what you're saying and also being detrimental to you choosing somebody maybe Mm -hmm. because you're not really giving anybody your full attention like i don't know i feel like it takes a certain level of maturity to be able to do that effectively so you're not like just, I don't know, just everywhere with it. Yeah. I think that there's a certain intention that comes with that. There has to be openness and vulnerability uh, with everybody involved because then you start making people feel weird when you're not honest saying that you're dating multiple people. Uh, when you want people to have one energy with you, but you don't be keeping that same energy, like you expecting yeah. them not to date other people, but you gonna date other people. Like there's things that make it, that can definitely make it um, an unfair situation to other parties involved, or just you know like cause you more confusion too. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. Shout out Nola, darling. Shout out to Nola. My sister said that I remind her of Nola. Mm. She said not in a toxic way, just like the way that she's just kind of like free spirited or whatever to do what she want to do. Let's find somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I got a lot of good uh, gems, I feel like, from that show. Even if you're not the type of person to do something like that, you can learn from other people's actions for sure. Learning from somebody and being like somebody is different, though. But she said, I remind her of her. She didn't say I was just like her or that I was doing anything that was like her. I mean, maybe you should ask my sister what she meant by that. Um, okay, so is there anything else you want to add to that feels like creates a classic movie for sure? Um, depending on the movie, like, If everybody can watch it over and over again, like if your household has this one movie that's like everybody can agree on, mm-hmm. it might be a classic. Yeah, like Encanto. Mm-hmm. 
It's not you. You don't, you don't agree. I think Encanto's good. I can I can watch that a few times. I think we could probably find some others though. But okay, Encanto Moana, is a though, good one. Moana. I could watch that a million jillion times. And when I tell you that me and my kids played out this soundtrack, soundtrack fire. I gotta add that to my list. Classic movies, Moana. One thing about Disney is old Disney. They would like to play around with people's culture, but they never really gave you the real tea on their culture. Mm-hmm. I think it's sometimes they try, like maybe with Lilo and Stitch, they really did try. I had seen a video the other day of when they was making Lilo and Stitch, and they actually went to um, learn from an actual hula dancer, like somebody that had been teaching for years and years, and they studied the techniques of the dance. They recorded tapes, and then when they put it on film, they was like... Everything has to go. When you create this dance, the simple flick of the wrist, the gesture of the face, the eyes, everything needs to be encompassed because it's part of the dance, it's part of the culture. So that to me makes a classic movie when they have the intention, not just of like for entertainment, but for educational purpose. Yeah. I think that's why I don't like when white people like black movies. Because what they do is they just take some experiences that generally black people have and they make us look like stereotypes. And I especially hate it when black people do that to us. So, how did you feel about The Princess and the Frog? Um, I think that I really enjoyed it when I when it came out. I did. But as time went on and I feel like as I became more woke and not in the... I'm woke, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, like, as I just was able to see things more clearly, okay? Yeah. Um, I felt differently because I do agree with people saying about this is the only black princess we got, and this bitch was a frog the whole movie. Not only that, they really did appropriate the culture of what it is to be Creole or even to be a part of voodoo. Um, You know, I'm a spiritual practitioner and I dibble and dabble in different practices. But one thing that Hollywood always does is they take like black or African spirit or even Caribbean spirituality and they demonize it. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we're still trying to get away from to this day. Yeah. That's, you know, anything that's outside of the church or Christianity, they're going to make it look like it's like evil or that you worshiping the devil. And that's something I really didn't like about that movie because the dude was a voodoo priest and he was like doing, making deals with the dead and shit. And it's like, people do do that, but it's not to the effect they be making it seem. And it's not always for a bad cause. Like I will, I work with my ancestors I'm not a devil person. I don't, I'm not out here doing spells on people. And the worst part about it is, is that people do voodoo practices every day of their life and they think it's just regular stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like blowing out candles on your birthday and making a wish. Sir, that, that too is witchcraft. Why you talking shit about everybody else? (laughs) They don't even look into the deeper meanings of like these regular simple things that we do. And, where it came from Mm -hmm. but then when we're openly in their face saying this is what we're doing and this is where it came from they like oh that's bad that's bad but it's like but what are you doing yeah i seen this tiktok and it was so funny 
And this lady was saying, like, she was basically doing a skit when she talking to a, a church person or somebody that's, like, really religious. And she was like, oh, yeah, you be doing that witchcraft, blah, blah, blah. Um, and she was like, no, I don't do witchcraft. Like, you know, I'm just spiritual. And she was like, well, I just get all my answers from the Bible. When I need a word from God, I just open up my Bible and flip to a random page so I can get the scripture that I need. And the lady was like, that's divination. And she was like, no, it's not. She was like, yes, it is. You literally just told yourself you're going to ask God to give you a message from the Bible just because you flip the page and open it. That's divination. That's literally the same thing people do with tarot cards. Yeah. So, like, you judging other people's practices and stuff like that, and you don't even know the meaning behind all that, but you also don't know that you have your own rituals. Yeah. Taking communion is a fucking ritual. We don't have to go into it, but... You know, that was one of the first things that... I don't want to say I questioned. I didn't question it, per se, but it was one of the first things that had me, like... So we're pretending like we're drinking blood <laughs> and eating somebody's body. It sounds like witchcraft. <laughs> and you know what I really think, just to close out this segment of the conversation, is that all of the things that people think witchcraft is, is really the shit that Christianity is. Down to them lying to us and manipulating the words of the Bible to control a whole race of people into slavery you guys which y'all think witchcraft is is actually really christianity and i really hope some of y'all niggas wake up one day because how you gonna how are you following something that was used to enslave us we literally couldn't even read they said no reading but they gave us a bible mm. no hablo ingles I also just want to say that the nigga from The Princess and the Frog had the best song. It's the only song I remember from that movie. Because <laughs> I've got friends on the other side. And we all do. But you know what? Another thing about that movie, too, is like they always have in these movies where it's supposed to be a black, black man character, whether it's a cartoon or not, they always somewhere got a white savior standing by, which was like her rich friend. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, my family was poor. We used to stay in this little area, but my mom was making dresses for this little white girl, and I would go to her house and play Barbies with her. And it's like, <laughs> the lives of black people do not surround around white people. Actually, I probably had a couple white friends in elementary school, but once I got to, like, middle school, I didn't even go to school with no white people. My life was not centered around being friends with no white person. Yeah. And they do that shit in all levels of movies. It'd be like teenage movies and it'd be like the one black friend or cartoon shows we'd be watching. Here's the one black friend just... Girl, no. <laughs> no. It was a lot to be said about that. Yeah. But you know, that's what they do. They want to give you a black princess, but they don't really want to do it. It's like when we went to the store yesterday... We was in Target, y'all, and they had a lot of black shit in there. Props to Target. Shout out to them because they really are um, being intentional about putting more black brands in their stores and even brands that I never heard of. So that was like super amazing. But the thing that I have to critique about it is that it was a black section. And it wasn't just a black section for hair care or for makeup. It was a black section for the clothes, 
for whatever art pieces they had that was um, created by black people. And it's just like, y'all is moving towards the right direction, but I could tell that y'all still don't have no black people on y'all team because you're not getting it. We want to be in the stores, but we just want to be in the store as a brand. It's right. cool saying, yes, I'm a black brand. I could take pride in that as a black person. But you as a white corporation, it feels like the colors only section. Stop fucking doing that shit. Mm. Yeah. Like when I had that Instacart the other day and I asked this bitch to give me some tea tree oil and she got me some Garnier fruit teas. She didn't even <laughs> go in the aisle. And that just goes to show that she's never been down the black aisle because she didn't know where to find it. Yeah. And it's like, why isn't all the hair oil just in one spot? That's the problem. That pissed me off. Back to the movies, y'all. Sorry, <laughs> I do this every week. It's cool. I do know. this every week. We're here for it. So do you want to jump in and talk about some of our favorites? Well, not our favorite, but just movies we consider to be classics. Because let's be clear, all classics are not faves. This is a fact. But this first one I have is a fave. Paid in full. Okay. What is makes this movie a classic to you? It's just a timeless tale, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, heavily influenced the rap game. Um, I guess something people will be able to recognize that Kendrick Lamar album where he had um like the MC throughout the album like da 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 like paid in full. Yeah. Um where was I going with that? Um how was it make it a classic? The music, the fashion, mm-hmm. the storyline I think also classic movies, it's like other people try and replicate the storyline. You'll see a movie like Paid in Full, and then for the next 10 years, here come all these little replica movies of some dudes that need to hurry up and get this money by tomorrow. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, for sure. I would agree that's classic. I only seen it that one time with you, but I did enjoy watching it. What? I just didn't grow up watching that. (laughs) Baby. It's it's amazing. I remember the first time I saw that movie. Yeah. I was in college. I don't know whose house I was at. I was just with my friend Amber. Shout out to Amber. No idea where I was. I'm pretty sure I was drunk. But I was sitting down. I think I had Tim's on too. It was just a perfect moment. <laughs> I was sitting down. And they were looking for something to watch, and they saw Paid in Full, and they were like, yeah, let's watch Paid in Full. I love this movie. Yeah. And I was sitting there quiet, because I'd never seen it, but I didn't want to tell nobody I'd never seen it. <laughs> Niggas will take your black card if you've seen the classic. <laughs> like, hold on. Yeah, so my eyes were just glued to the TV, and it was like, yes, this is it. Yeah. You love that gang shit. You really do. I mean... I'm probably going to surprise y'all with some of my classics. One of my classic movies, I I feel like, is Mean Girls. 
I feel like everybody. That's absolute classic. I feel like the storyline in itself is just so relatable to... I feel like people of everywhere. Another thing about classic movies, they be having like that coming of age like storyline, which mm-hmm. everybody can relate to because at some point in your life, you're like graduating high school or like becoming a woman, becoming a man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was like you coming into yourself and you transfer schools. Like, I don't know about y'all, but when you go to another school, it's like two things. You get the chance to reinvent yourself or it's like, ah, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? You just trying to stay yeah. out the way, keep your head down, don't mingle, mix, don't can't get with the wrong group of crowd. Yeah. And like, to me, that movie is just so iconic. The only thing it's missing is just a badass, some badass black bitches. Like, I would love to remake that movie with an all black ass. That would be great. I would watch that. It'd be like bougie bitches or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but for real, I would love that. Um, Mean Girls to me it has hella quotable moments like even I have a sticker on my mirror and it says you're like really pretty which for me is an affirmation but also it was a kind of iconic moment like it's literally the epitome of a mean girl is they're so nice to you but they're really so fucking mean like what you mean I'm like really pretty like what what do you mean by that it's the classic (laughs) form of shade and you don't even go here. <laughs> That's like the best part. <laughs> like, girl, what? Why? What are you doing in this gym? <laughs> if you ain't ever seen Mean Girls, what are you doing with your life? Honestly, I can't trust you. I'm failing at life. I feel like. Can I just add this one because I feel like it's kind of related to this? Yeah. But bring it on. That's Ugh. definitely a classic. Uh, oh my god. First of all, I don't I can't tell you the amount of times that I seen this movie. Are you tearing up? <laughs> yes. I am tearing up. I mean, this is another one of those movies where they used black people to sell the movie though, and then it was really uh all on some white shit. Yeah. But we can't take the fact away that like I mean Gabrielle Union and then Black was in there. It was just iconic. Yeah, I feel like we had a good run of, like, those type of funny movies, like American Pie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, American Pie is a classic. It's my jam. I had, like, the collection with all the American Pies. Yeah. I don't know where that is now. I feel like I always had to sneak and watch those movies because my mom was, like, thinking those movies was too sexual. Well, I didn't watch it till I was older. Oh. <laughs> Most movies I didn't see until I was, like... In high school or grown. I sometimes reflect on like your mom not allowing you to watch certain stuff. And also how I'm kind of the same way with my kids. Um, Just but in a different way. You know what I mean? Like I think there's certain things that's for kids. And I even think there's kids shows that's for adults. And Mm -hmm. I just try and like be mindful of that. And censor the kind of stuff that they be watching. Speaking of coming of age... ATL, even though everybody in that movie was grown as hell, <laughs> <laughs> except for Diana Ross' son, but ATL, great soundtrack, great story. I know what he wants, and it's not those damn earrings. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I feel like to me, I love that moment when they in the car because there's always a moment in the car in real life. I don't care who yeah. you dating. I don't care if you've been in 20 relationships. There's Music just brings people together. And Nunu's just like, this is my song. <laughs> like, when you really start to see people's personality, like, yeah, I love uh, What? Yeah. <laughs> That's my For movie. Sure. That's a classic. I will watch that movie all the time. New, new with the new, new. Yeah. And the twins. Yeah, that was funny. The mama of the twins. Yes, this ain't too old to be beat. <laughs> Girl getting dropped off at the party and picked up. Like, that is too funny. I'm having to crawl out the back of the car. Man, that used to be my life, okay. Uh, my mom did not play that. That's crazy. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't go to parties. I went to one, two. <laughs> Not just counting in your head. Two and a half. Uh, it was that one time at my cousin's sister's brother house. It seemed like a party. <laughs> I went they to cracked two the parties. fruit brews. <laughs> there was no alcohol. It's not a party if it's no alcohol. Well, there were adults around. Okay. The ones that actually cared. I really grew up in a toxic environment so there was always alcohol at kids parties um i remember when me and my sister got to a certain age i know that some of y'all could relate to this because we started like dibbling dabbling in our grandparents alcohol and we would like replace it with a little juice or some fucking water or something what in the world <laughs> so they wouldn't know that you was drinking it because you know it started getting shorter and shorter and stuff but yeah we used to be getting drinks. And even once we start getting a certain age, I feel like I'm going to be the same way with Max and Eva. It's like, you know kids be doing stuff. I'd rather you be doing it at home. Like, if Max is 16 and he want a wine cooler while he play his game, you can have a wine cooler, Max. <laughs> you like, girl, what? I don't... We can... <laughs> because, listen, would you rather you have a consensual environment for your child to experiment with alcohol or drugs or would you rather them be going to somebody else's house fucking doing who knows what with some stuff that you didn't provide to them because teenagers are going to experiment now say if it's something that max like oh i want to try one of those and i let him try one instead of him being in some random ass environment with some people that he don't trust and he's like oh i had those before like you know what i'm saying it's not it's not gonna hold the same weight and the type of relationship that i have with them now that i hope we continue to have is like okay um they're just expressing to me things that they interested in or whatever or experiences they having mm -hmm. so that we can talk about it and stuff because girl kids gonna do stuff y'all watch euphoria now, I wasn't going to school where they was doing all of that, but shit was happening and parents was oblivious to it all. I want to be in the mix with my kid. It sounds bad, but I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Girl! <laughs> Just like the mom, though, being girl. You're doing... What'd she say? You're doing fine, sweetie. You're doing amazing, sweetie. I say that all the time, too. So, one more, I guess, coming of age film. Is it really coming of age? Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century. Okay, now that was about fashion. Can mm -hmm. we talk about fashion? Mm -hmm. 
that is one of the most influential movies, even though it was a Disney Channel movie. Because let's talk about those Disney Channel movies during that time. They, they were giving bop after bop, honey. And yeah. that's where that Y2K fashion stuff stemmed from. We was like, start seeing like TLC and like the robot outfits and Janet Jackson and Michael Jackson and Scream. Yeah. And it's like when the girls was really doing that high tech fashion look. To this day, they still trying to replicate. They can't do it. Yeah. The hair? Girl, don't hit me with the space buns right now with the two bangs <laughs> in the front. I'll do it. Don't play with me. Girl, that was a bang. Because that's, no, that was the stylish. You had to have two pieces of bang right here like this. <laughs> <laughs> and then you would have this like somewhere. You know what I mean? Okay, well, this is actually With like a cute. bandana. Girl, the, the, the looks was given on that. Yeah, it's definitely one of the fashion icon movies. What else makes that movie a classic to you? The band in the movie. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Make my heart go boom, boom. My supernova girl. (laughs) You know? We love a good band in a movie like, um, I'm trying to think, Josie and the Pussycat Dolls. You ain't never seen that, right? I know I saw it, but I don't remember it at all. Uh, oh, my God. First of all, this movie is too good because how they had the subliminal messages in the music. Y'all don't want to hear it, though. Y'all don't want to hear it. Okay? <laughs> and the soundtrack was fire. That was another one. The fashion, you know, it was given what it was supposed to give. I used to. I was wearing kitten ears till about three years ago, okay? And don't let me find some cute ones in five below. It's going down. Put those kitten ears on, girl. <laughs> yeah. Kitty got claws. <laughs> Is there anything else that stood out to you besides the music and the fashion? Um, no, that's kind of what made the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I did love that movie. Relating to, I guess, being boy crazy at that age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like another movie that was a classic for me is Tuka Play at That Game with Vivica Fox, Morris Chestnut. That movie is wild. Watching it as a grown up, because <laughs> like when they first dropped it on Netflix, me and my sister was like, oh my God, we got to have like a movie night because this is like too good to be true. We were so excited that it was on Netflix, but we was watching like, girl, this shit is toxic. <laughs> like, first of all, I don't have time for these games, but the crazy part of how realistic this is where your girls be going to their homegirls and they like, girl, what should I do? And they like... Don't call them immediately. Wait two days. And I just personally can't function like that because I'm going to move with my emotions. So if I feel like doing something, I'm going to do it, whether it turns you off or not, then you're just not the person for me. Right. And they did all that just to end up and be back with each other. What it's just like, y'all was happy in that peace till y'all started listening to y'all friends. Mm-hmm. Y'all got to stop letting other people into y'all relationships. Like, when we started dating, this was, like, the first time in any of my relationships that I was, like, I don't want to say secretive, but more private about my relationships. Like, I don't tell everything that's happening in my relationship or I'm not, like, constantly asking for advice. Like, oh, this happened. What should I do? 
Even though we really don't have those moments, which is like, thank God, finally. We don't really have those moments that I'm like, oh, this happened between me and Cherry. Like, what would you do if this was you? It's like, we really have good communication. I don't need to talk to anybody else about what's going on. And we really don't be having, like, problems. Yeah. I feel like that's probably what it comes down to, though. Like, niggas just don't be talking to each other. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just be test- saying it to everybody else, but not actually communicating their feelings. Like, whenever I talk to my friends and they, like, telling me about some stuff going on in their relationship, I'm like, did you tell them that? Did you, like, tell them how you feel? And they're mm-hmm. like, well, no. But he should know. Like, no, bitch, that's toxic. He's not going to know. <laughs> he ain't no mind reading. That's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all got to talk. <laughs> <laughs> It's 2022. Y'all doing too much. What was your last one? Two could play at that game. Okay. Speaking of games. Ooh, not me. <laughs> it's coming off. It's contagious. It's contagious. You're contagious. Touch me, baby. <laughs> Give me what you got. <laughs> that is a classic. Okay. Let's stick to movies now. What's your, what's, your, what's your next classic movie? He Got Game. You never seen that movie? I don't think so. Baby. What, what happens in the movie? So, uh, what's the nigga name? Jesus Shuttlesworth. Denzel's in it. This nigga is a basketball star in high school. The whole movie is based... Rosario Dawson's in it, too. She plays his girlfriend. Um, the whole movie is just about this athlete who is getting offers from all these schools. His dad is in jail. His dad gets released, um, on the condition that he can convince his son to go to a certain school. And everybody in the movie, of course, is like trying to manipulate him and get him to go to certain schools. You know how that works. Mm -hmm. So that's basically all the movie is about. And him and his relationship with his dad. His dad went to jail for killing his mom. It honestly, it honestly was an accident. Like when they show you what happened, but it's just like to a kid, it's like you killed my mom. So yeah, it's just about him making his decisions and dealing with trifling people. His girlfriend ends up sleeping with a nigga that was also that. It's just crazy. A lot of familiar faces in that movie, though. I remember the first time I tried to sneak and watch that movie when I was younger because I knew I couldn't watch it. It's also a Spike Lee joint, I think. It's given Spike Lee if it's not, but I'm pretty sure it is. I tried to sneak and watch it, and, like, it was on tape. So, like, once I got to the end of the movie, I had to rewind it back to where it was (laughs) so nobody would know that somebody watched it. It was crazy. Oh, man. Honestly, I love tapes. I used to have a VCR when the kids was little, but we broke it and I just never replaced it. All our tapes got ruined, but I love something just about nostalgia. Like, I would love it one day if we had, like, a VCR. We just had, like, a cassette player and a fucking Walkman. Just to, like, have them on display somewhere in our house because I just, to me, technology is crazy as fuck. Like, I have a record player, and I use it. I enjoy it. I love playing my records. 
and something about it just feels so groovy that it's some it's it's a music appliance it's vintage you know yeah i love it i feel like records would never go out of style yeah for sure now it's just coming back because people like the horror shit Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like a collectible thing. Like, let me see your collection. What records do you have? And then it's a way to really get like a look into somebody's mind, their thought processes, the type of music they enjoy. Because nobody's going out of their way to buy a record that they're not gonna. Yeah, unless it's just like you just stand somebody and you just want to buy it. Yeah, that's a fact too. Now I'm gonna switch it up here with the classic movies, and I'm gonna jump into some actual horror films. Because mm-hmm. I feel like nowadays the horror movies are real whack, but there was a time. Mm-hmm. And them bitches used to go off, and that was like in the 80s. 80s horror is a different type of thing because, first of all, the blood splatter, even though it looked fake, it still was just, oh my God, it's blood splatter. <laughs> like, um, or to me, the villains or the monsters, they just was like, I don't know, like iconic. Like, Freddy Krueger, like, to this day, niggas wearing Freddy Krueger costumes, like, and yeah. then they don't even really be in costume, they just be having to strike fucking sweater on <laughs> with the pressing ones, like. That's all you need. <laughs> we all know what it is. So, I will say, um, Nightmare on Elm Street, of course, Michael Myers, and Carrie, all iconic. Carrie's fire. Carrie is so iconic. Carrie's kind of sad, for real. Yeah. But then it's like, they get what they deserve. They all deserve to die. Like, everybody? Well, this don't... This don't really, like, specify to this because it's some white shit, but it's like when they say how the oppressors, the people who just sit and do nothing, they're just as bad as the oppressor. So, I feel like if you seeing this girl getting bullied every day on some weird ass shit, like, if you don't say nothing, you don't try and stop it. Like, it was a bunch of people who had Apple opportunities to stop them from pouring that pig blood on her. And they just didn't do nothing because they didn't want to go against those other kids. And it's like, the faculty too, I feel like they should have did something to stop it. And they didn't do nothing. So, did they all deserve to die? Kill them! I feel like... When I was in middle school, I wish I could pull a fucking carry. I wish I could have killed them kids who was fucking with me every day. Do you know how fucking... Sorry, y'all, to even go on a whole, like, depressing rant. But, like, do you know how fucked up that is to go to a place that you don't have no choice to be at every single day? And somebody always fucking with you? You can't... There's no peace in that. Then she go home and her mom's a bitch, too. And then she got her being all weird and shit. Because she don't know anything because her mom's like a crazy Jesus freak. So she's like uneducated about everything. She didn't even know she was going to have a period. What the fuck? That's crazy. Y'all got to talk to your kids about real shit. And that's what makes the classic movie is the relatableness of it. Even though you couldn't kill those niggas. It's like I wanted to. And it feels good knowing that Carrie was able to. Shout out to Carrie. I'm glad you could uh, <laughs> <laughs> live through her vicariously. Yeah. That's wild. So I'm going to switch it up. <laughs> uh, still toxic, but 
in a different way. Loving basketball. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I absolutely hated that movie until like two years ago. What? Why? I can't really put my finger on it, but it was just like something about it. It was like, this ain't it. I feel like I always knew how toxic it really was deep Mm -hmm. down inside. I feel like the thing about Love and Basketball and why it's a classic because it is a very relatable storyline. I feel like a lot of people experience like those, what do you call it, um, high school sweetheart relationships. And the thing about those relationships, like some people, they do end up having a lifetime relationship, but it's like it's just meant to be experience a moment. You're supposed to have that and then release it let it go, move on to something else. Mm -hmm. And it was very clear that they was becoming different people, that they wanted different things, and it didn't make sense for them to keep being together. Um, Yeah, it just... It was like they were just comfortable Mm -hmm. in it. And, yeah. And, you know, it just really sucks. I think that all of us has been there one way or another. And if you haven't, kudos to you for being a smart person Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, being able to take charge of your life. But I feel like everybody has been in some type of situationship or relationship where you really had strong feelings for somebody and they wasn't really reciprocating that in some way. Mm -hmm. And you should never just have to prove that you should be with somebody. Like, one thing I'm not going to do is play for your heart. (laughs) I seen this clip of this live that um, Janae Aiko and Big Sean was doing. You know how, like, you could go live with one person on Instagram? So they both was on in separate places doing a live Mm -hmm. and they was talking about loving basketball and he was like, would you do that for me? And she was like, hell no. (laughs) <laughs> she was like cause it's like you either want this or you don't like play for it that it's just so crazy like what do you mean and what's the after effects what does that relationship look like later on that I had to play you for your heart like are you telling all your friends and family we will be broken up right now if I ain't beat them in that game of basketball like is there resentment in that, that and I also feel like Sometimes there are relationships that you could date somebody when you're younger like that and then years go by and then y'all can get back together. Maybe like the J-Lo and Ben situation or even one of my aunts. She's married to like this dude that she dated in high school and she had other relationships in between that time. They literally didn't have no contact with each other or nothing and then linked up on some. It's a coincidence type of shit years and years and years later. But the thing is that you have to allow people the space to grow and to also be who they are. And men, they kind of get it right where they like, you know, spread their seeds or whatever. Not in a, like, not in the way that you think I'm saying, but like, you know, they try out different girls. They see what do they like. Women, we're just taught, we're brainwashed to think that we have to find one person and get emotionally invested in them. And that's going to be the one, like they really sell us on the one. Mm -hmm. And the guys are like the two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And in that time in his life, he really needed to mess around with other women and explore that side of himself. Because if not, they would have been together and she was just going to be getting cheated on the whole time. I'm pretty sure that he still cheated on her. He was cheating in the marriage after the basketball game. I seen him looking at them cheerleaders. (laughs) That nigga was 
really not shit. I honestly hate that for her. And it, and it was like she was so thirsty to have it. And it's like, if you don't value yourself, if you don't recognize your worth, then it's like, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Anybody could say that you're yours if you don't have that upper value. Like, I know that there's probably hundreds of thousands of people that want to be with me. That sounds crazy to say that big ass number, but there's probably people that think, oh, what would it be like to be with Shakayla or for her to be my woman or something like that. But the thing is that I'm untouchable to a certain level. I see the value into myself in a way that's not physical or anything like that, where it's like, you would never get the chance. You know what I mean? So we need to all feel that way about ourselves, though. We can't just be so desperate to be with somebody that anybody could come into our life and they're like, that's the one, that's who I have to be with. So teachable moments, even though it was toxic, it's one of those cautions of what not to do. Don't let this be you, girl. Facts. Yeah. I really went in on that for no reason. <laughs> Do your thing, girl. Um, I feel like another classic, I think we did not mention this, but when they can have sequel on sequel on sequel on prequel, that to me is a classic film. So I'm thinking Iron Man. I'm thinking even like the Avengers. I'm thinking... Um, you know, the Fridays, it's like all of those movies are classics to me because I could put on any one of them and be satisfied. Mm. Like, is there any movies that you feel that way about? Fast and Furious. <laughs> Jurassic Park. That's all I got. That's all you got? Harry Potter for me. Obviously, we talked about this last week and... Girl, yes. It don't matter which one is on, I'm going to watch it. I feel like that, to me, makes a classic movie when not only can I rewatch this original one, but first of all, when another one come out, we going to see it, period. Like, are we going to see it? We buying the collection. You know, every movie is a bop. They never miss. That, to me, is peak classic films. That means that they found something that magic in that first film and they was able to continuously replicate it. Love that. Star Wars. Yeah, even though I haven't seen Star Wars yet, I still agree because you know the fan base is there. Even like movies like The Lord of the Rings, shit like that. People that coming love next. it. Lord of the Rings is top tier series movie. Now, I almost put this on my list, but I didn't want to get dragged. But like, I really kind of feel that way about Twilight. Now, hear me out, though. Hear me out. <laughs> I know that the acting was not good and the storyline was not realistic. Mm-hmm. But they had the girls in a chokehold. They had the girls. First of all, are you team Jacob? Or are you team Edward? That's If it's infecting the pop culture, you like, you have to be one, pick one. In magazines, they talk about, are you team Jacob? Are you team Edward? People posting it everywhere. This breaking up friendships. Are you team (laughs) Jacob or are you team Edward? And really, nobody give a fuck about that bitch Bella because she had her own issues to worry about, honestly. But She needed therapy. Just to call back to what I said earlier, all classic films, 
sometimes they're not that girl on every level, but there's something about it that makes it a classic. And to me, when it has that fan audience, when you, girl, the Fifty Shades of Grey's, to me, I did not enjoy those movies. But guess who was going to see them? I was going to see that movie every time. I've read every last book. Uh, they got see. me. And I think maybe that's a classic. If it's a book to movie, mm, I don't know. Something about it. I don't know about that one. What? That might be like a subgenre classic, but not like a classic. Fifty Shades of Grey. It had the women in a chokehold. And I didn't read the books. I only saw the first movie. And I have to say, that movie was very toxic. I don't know if it just came at me at a bad time in my life when (laughs) I was being manipulated. But that movie was crazy. Heavy on the manipulation. Oh, no, for sure. That is the worst... um... That is like the worst example of what a dominant and a submissive relationship is supposed to be like that. Because really, um, in one else's relationship, the submissive is the one that really has the control. Mm-hmm. And um, it's people supposed to be a safe that. space for both people. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that. It's not supposed to be like something where one or both of the people are being groomed. Um, even just in the fact of you'll get to see it like you didn't really see it in the first movie but like in the later books you find out that the guy who's the dom he was actually sexually abused as a kid so that's what led him into this type of thing like he literally was groomed into that his first sexual experience was him being a submissive for an old ass lady Mm. so the toxicity is all part of it and it makes more sense in a book than it does in a movie because first of all they try and rush the whole story into this one and a half hour film which is so dumb and irritating and frustrating to me because if you can't do it right just don't do it baby you ain't got the juice (laughs) you can't make the words go from book to film and it still makes sense then leave it alone and a lot of parts of that movie didn't make sense it wasn't true to the book And it was very toxic. But I think what makes that a classic film is what I was saying earlier about when it brings out a conversation that wasn't yet being had. And that's just about one woman's sexuality. Also, certain stuff not being freaky. That's Mm -hmm. really not freaky. It's not. It's just people's own point of view perspective or maybe even certain things like religion holding them back from thinking that it's not just sex. Or you just doing what you like to do or what works for you and your partner and stuff like that. Which I think at that aspect is healthy. Mm-hmm. Because years ago, women's pleasure was not being considered. Nobody oh. was caring about what was pleasing us. And I think that's why so many women gravitated towards those movies. Because they wanted to feel sexy. They wanted to feel dominated. They wanted to feel like their pleasure mattered. Mm-hmm. And to them it was... They was like, you know, living vicariously through the character. Yeah. That movie triggered me like never before. Damn. Yeah, I could not enjoy that movie at all. I'm really sorry to hear that. Yeah. What a time. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't on my list, but I just want to throw it out there. Juice. That's a classic. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
Shout out Tupac. Shout out Wherever Tupac. you really are. Bro, <laughs> I seen this fucking TikTok yesterday, and this dude talking about everybody talking about Tupac coming back, and he talking about, I've been back. That and then there was Tupac. like a flash of pictures of them having the same eyebrows or blah, blah, blah. First of all, Tupac is one of those people that I feel like he's a chosen one, that he had, he had that influential message. It was mm-hmm. a purpose to his life. We all have our own purposes, yeah. but his purpose was to say something impactful, to change people's thought process, um, to bring light to certain things like police brutality and stuff like that. And if he truly is alive, he would not be charading as some low-level rapper because his purpose is too big. Yeah. It's certain people you see and you see their light even from a young age, even throughout his short, very short music career, you could see the purpose in him. There's no way that he's alive somewhere just spotlighting as a TikTok rapper. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's impossible because the universe wouldn't allow it. You got a bigger purpose out here. Yeah. And honestly, that's why he was cute because they know. They be knowing. They be knowing. Yeah. Do you have any other films you want to add? Any other classics? Training Day. Is that the one where he said King Kong ain't got nothing on me? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, is it is it a little spicy to say that maybe all Denzel... Films might be classics. Oh, I don't no, know I agree what he do to it. It's like I he agree. salt bay on this shit. Mm-hmm. Something that he does, he be turning those films out, and they just watch it, rewatch it, rewatch it, rewatch yeah. it. Yeah, Denzel definitely has what it takes. He is an icon living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's he's like. The one actor growing up where if he had a movie, we knew we were going to see it. Mm. Yeah. Also, as an adult, I came across some movie that he was in when he was younger. And it was, like, full-on sex scenes. And it was kind of weird for me because, like, you don't really see him doing sex scenes. So, it was like, what's going on here? You okay? (laughs) (laughs) That was before he was married. He said, "Uh, let me just try and get this big break. I feel like that's what they be trying to do is tell people like, yeah, just show your boobs. Like, it's not that serious. It's not that big of a deal. This is a huge film. You're going to get put on after this. And that's what people do. Yeah. I have one more film to add. Men in Black. That's definitely a classic. Okay. Especially with the song. Here comes Men in Black. You know how I feel about the motherfucking aliens. And I feel like seeing that as a kid, it was just like, it's real. It's true. Yeah. Had me thinking everybody might be an alien. I still feel that way. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know what's going on with these goddamn reptilians. Yeah. These robots. (laughs) All I'm saying is, yes. That movie was just a classic, okay? I love movies that allow you to like, just think outside the box into some shit that people say is just not real or made up and it's just like how they flash them with that white light. I was like, I know they flash my ass. I know it. 
can't remember it, but I know I seen the alien. I also want to say that whole series is like that. Like, all the movies are good. All of them. I thought of something else. Another movie that you haven't seen, we're going to change that. But the first Die Hard, it's a classic. Okay. I got one more on my list that I didn't say. This is my last one. I swear to God, y'all, I know this episode so long. But, like, Pretty Woman. Have you ever seen that movie? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what's the, all the age group of everybody that be listening to our show. But, like, Pretty Woman was an iconic film, first of all, because Julia Roberts. Mm-hmm. She was that girl. She was, like, the white Rihanna at the time. Like, yeah. how Rihanna influences style, fashion, hair, makeup. Um, she was that girl. She was in everything, fragrance ads, clothing ads, movies on top of movies. First of all, none of her characters are the same. She be playing different people. And in this movie, she was specifically playing a prostitute, which, although we... A hooker. Okay. Same thing, girl. Oh, no. Not, I'm sorry. Wrong she, word. An escort. She was uh, out on the street. <laughs> he found her... On the streets in Hollywood. She uh, was selling that ass, baby. It's not looking good. Okay, but <laughs> um, it's like every girl's dream of this dude, this rich dude coming and changing your life and everything. But the thing is, in the movie, it kind of allowed this dude, at first he was just seeing her as like this prostitute. But like, I'm still a woman. I'm still a person, whatever it is that I choose to do. And now we like more socially accepting of that because of like OnlyFans and stuff like that. But like, there's multiple sides to us. Like she could be a prostitute and there's so much beauty still to her as a person. So, you know, conversations that need to be had. And I feel like that's why it's a classic film for real. Yeah. Yeah. I have one last one. Okay, one more. It it might be controversial. Tyler Perry plays. So you're going to close the show with a banger. <laughs> That's what you're going to do. Kaboom! I mean, the plays really impacted the culture. In what way? It First of all, it made plays relevant again the stories were quote-unquote relatable um i didn't relate to any of the stories but uh yeah i don't know tyler perry's impact in general like has been really big whether you think it's positive or negative but I feel like it all comes back to those plays. Like, we can't neglect the impact, whether we like it or not. Okay. I feel like if I could go back in time and stop that first play from happening, I would. <laughs> One thing that I really don't enjoy about Tyler Perry's work is it's for white people, but it's charaded as for black people. Mm-hmm. white people love Tyler Perry plays and movies because it makes black people a joke it's mm-hmm. just a bunch of stereotypical stories 
every black woman is not a baby mother waiting for another dude to come save her from being a single mother. <laughs> every black woman has not been sexually assaulted. Every black man is not a deadbeat daddy. And the list can go on. And that's what I was saying earlier in our conversation about I hate when white people tell black stories, but I especially hate when black people tell black stories in a stereotypical manner. Mm-hmm. I do think that for sure Tyler Perry has impacted our community. I just don't think that it was in a positive influence. And um, I feel like I'm not, I'm not going to drag Tyler Perry. I just will say I just can't. I can't consider any any of that a classic personally because to me let's just erase it all let's get that men in black white thing just wipe them all out yikes I feel you though it's definitely a lot of I mean when he came on and said he didn't have a writer's room that's just like a political party saying that there's no checks and balancing system you know what I mean it's like yeah we just do whatever we want around here. Nobody else is putting on any input. Nobody is saying, hey, that's toxic. Nobody is saying, hey, that's damaging to our community. And I feel like when you're a creative, um, I think when you are sharing anything with the world, you have a responsibility to yourself and to everybody else to put out things that are productive and positive. And to me... I think he just doesn't do that. And I feel like that's where it all started was with the place as well. And it's just like, mm-mm, child. Sometimes, do you feel like a motherless child? Do you? <laughs> do you want to play the tambourine? It's like, although there's a, those are things that are very memorable, those are the things that still impact our community and still... It's, it's not good. I feel you. I don't disagree. I just <laughs> acknowledge the impact. That's all. Mm-hmm. And also, Medea's Phantom Union, great soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shaka Khan. Oh, that's how you start a movie. Minus the domestic violence. I just keep thinking of more movies, and I just feel like this is never going to end. One more. Okay, one more for real. Uh-huh. Waiting to Excel. Yeah. I feel like that was one of the first films where it was like an all-black cast, but th- there was four black leads. Mm-hmm. And um, you really got to see four different women, different personalities, different relationships that they was going through. It was like girlfriends, but a movie, but also Mm -hmm. more like fast-paced toxicity because it was a movie, not like drawn out into six seasons type of thing. Yeah. But for sure, waiting to excel. Also, fire-ass soundtrack. I'm not going to cry about Mary J. Blige. Don't play with me. Do not play. (laughs) And then, of course, to me, classic movies, the last thing I'm going to say is the cast you can look back and see where they started at and where they are now and you can tell that they've always been iconic mm-hmm. um every last woman in that movie is just like icons 
to this day. Okay, so I, we love to see it, you know? Yeah. We need to give Loretta Devon her flowers. Oh, I'll give him. I'll give him a thousand flowers. <laughs> she... She's she's that girl. Yes. She will turn a role out and then she has that very unique voice. Mm-hmm. It's so memorable that you don't need to see her to know that it's her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's got a Lifetime Achievement Award. She deserves that. Remember when black people had to be able to sing, dance, and act to be an actor? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, That's yeah. Wild. She's got it, though. She I don't know if she could dance, but... She probably can for what you needed to do back then. I mean, I'm sure yeah. nowadays these niggas ain't doing them TikTok dances. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> but, you know, back in the day when all you needed was a little two-step and some swirly swirls, you was in there. <laughs> swirly swirls. For real, that's all they used to do. Turn them around in a circle. Yeah. Maybe do a dance uh number with the couple and the back is to the uh front of the other person they just holding them dancing swaying side to side yo they used to do that in all the movies (laughs) that's like the that's how you know it's love in the Mm, movie right that's crazy we need to have like a 90s movie day i feel like we always have in a 90s movie day do we? Yes. <laughs> Let's have another one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, what are you taking, making time for this week? Mm, girl. I'm afraid to say it. Say it. Say it. Sleep. Get that rest, girl. Rest is productive. Say it with me. <laughs> Actually, let me change that. From sleep to rest. Okay. Because there is a difference. There is a difference. But both are necessary. Facts. Yes. What you making time for? This week, I'm making time for self-indulgence, which means doing the things that make me happy. So... Not to my detriment, of course, but just allowing myself to enjoy the things. What are you grateful for? Insight. Knowledge. Bravery. Mm. Yeah. It's a lot of... A lot of movement going on in my brain and in my spirit lately. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, though. That's a good thing. That means that you're giving yourself the space to have those moments, which is very important. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, follow up with that and say that I'm grateful for self-awareness, which is kind of similar to those things, but just like being present in who I actually am and not just the past version of me or the next version that I'm trying to get to so badly. Mm-hmm. But just being present in who I am, and that's like the good, the bad, the ugly. This is who I am, and the things that I don't like. That means that I have the capability to change it. Mm-hmm. And you know, being aware of my behaviors and things like that, leaning into the parts of me that are so cool 
and also understanding that all of it is beautiful, you know. That's a fact. Yeah. So, uh, you guys have a good week. Watch some of these movies this week. Get your life. Yeah, send us some chats, y'all. Like, some chats. I'm just streaming on Twitch. (laughs) (laughs) Send us some DMs, you know, some messages. And let us know what y'all been watching. What is a classic movie to you? Let's post them up on our stories. Like, share if you care. Yeah. We want to see the classics, too. Yeah, for sure. I've I've got got time. time.